0: It's
1: about that time. Pretty, pretty,
0: pretty, 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 pretty. it is, it is an time. honor to have you and your voice on the show this time. Welcome to the Driving Ambition Podcaster.
1: Thank you so much for having me, man. It's a, it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for taking your time out. You know, this, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a really good one.
0: <laughs> We've had a lot of. Questions in and around the origin of Driving Ambition. And you and I have partnered and co produced what was season one. And this is a summary episode where we'll kind of look at our history together, our history individually, and where we're looking to take the show moving forward. So, with that being said, let's get right into it. Who is Awais Saeed? All right.
1: Well, Umase Said, Oas M Said, aka Chime Beats. Uh, what am I? Well, basically, let's start with the in the professional sense. I'm a music producer from Queens, New York. I make multi-genre music. Um, that can be hip hop, that can be a hybrid orchestral music, electronic, doesn't matter, ethnic music, Indian music, I've done it all. Um, So I'm not limited to one genre. So basically it's, I am Chime Beats and the brand itself is Chime Beats as well. So it's like one thing. So it's really like a vibe. So if you, if you want to know what Chime Beats is, it all, let me just, since this is origins, let me just explain. Let me just tell you, let me get into this. So basically it all started a a while back. I would say a couple years back. I've been making music for a long time, by the way, Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say about 10, 11 years, but chai and beets really came to be one day I had a cup of chai and I realized that, you know, every time I sit down to make a beat, I always have a cup of chai with me. And, you know, I'm South Asian, so we make chai a very specific way. It's black tea with milk. It's boiled to like perfection. So it's called dudpati, like masala chai, whatever. Mm. And, you know, I'll grab that and I'll sit down and I'll just you know start vibing out. Like I dim the lights in my room and I just start vibing out and I start making a beat. It's not always successful. I don't always finish the beat, but it's like it can be anything. Chime beats could be anything. You could you could be like writing your next you know song. You could be writing a, a piece of poetry. You could you could paint. You could do whatever you want. It's really a vibe. Chime beats is just specific to me because that's what I do. I make music. That's, that's really what it is. It's just like, I'm trying to turn it into something, obviously with a lot, you've been helping me a lot, Adrian, uh, along my journey. Um, and I'm so grateful, but I'm trying to turn this into more of a a lifestyle brand that focuses more on providing music services to companies. Um, you know, I'm kind of already doing that for driving ambition. I'm doing that for a friend who's launching a social media platform called true base. So I'm building right now. Um, but, you know, it's kind of nice if you could turn your hobby into like a profession. But we're moving slowly. We're doing it. That's really what it is. A chi- that's really what Chime Beats is. Chime Beats is always Saeed.
0: is Chime Beats. Slowly but surely driving ambition. So oh, I yeah. get it. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about your history with music. How did you first become passionate about it? Because clearly you're talented and we've known each other for quite some time. But I yeah. just wanted to kind of get a sense as to how that passion started brewing within you.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I don't consider myself talented. I just consider myself lucky. Uh, <laughs> every every beat I make or everything I do, I consider luck. I just put some notes together and it sounds good. But Uh, Man, it started, I would like to say high school. And uh, I had a friend who, at the time, he was, we were talking about music and stuff like that. I used to beatbox, all right? Let me me take it even further back. This is stuff that, you know, people don't know about me. I used to beatbox, right? And even in junior high school, so I used to beatbox and stuff like that. And, you know, we used to do... You know, uh, I had friends that had the, the the pen drumming on the desks and I would, you know, I would provide, so, yeah, I would provide the the beatboxing and then I had another friend who used to rap. And it just became a thing. And at, at that point in my life, I never knew that I was going to do music. I just always loved it. I've always respected music, regardless of what genre it is. I'm a student of the arts. And that's, that's all that's all it is. And that's what it was back then too. So We had fun with it and you know, it was so funny. Uh, I started putting on shows in the cafeteria for like uh, the the principal, the assistant principal, then the dean, like everyone started like, you know, catching wind of this. They were like, oh, this guy beatboxes and does this. We were just kids and you know, we're pretty trash, but I guess it sounded good because the principal's coming down to watch us. (laughs) For sure. So I don't think I've ever told you this story. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like the beginning, beginning. Since the, the concept here is Origins, we're going to go from like
0: way back. Right.
1: Um, so then later on, anyway, I came to high school. Uh, I met, a, I became friends with this guy. And, you know, he, we started talking about this software called uh, Sonar Cakewalk and FL Studio at the time, which was Fruity Loops. And I did not know anything about, you know, software and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's how you make music? You you put it on software? And so I was, yeah, I didn't know anything. So this guy goes, yeah, man, uh, he, he gave me um, an invite link to uh, this, what is it called? Those torrent sites <laughs> at the time. Oh, yeah. was it? <laughs> it was uh, called Demonoid. Oh, God. Yeah, anyway, yeah, man. He, so I downloaded my first cracked copy of FL Studio back then. This is like 2008, 2009. And yeah, no, I'm sorry. Not even. Whoa, what am I talking about? I graduated high school 2008 or something like that. This was like 2006.
0: Right, right.
1: So we're going back. Yeah, I got it. Whatever. I had a shitty computer. Downloaded things, started messing around, gave up. I was like, "This is terrible. This is horrible," you know. And I'm like, "I suck. I'm like, I don't know how to do this thing." But kept moving forward, and I kept meeting people. You know, kept practicing, and you know, YouTube started popping. So we started, you know, there was not much back then, as many resources as we have now, present day. But you did what you could, and I learned, and I started making sample-based hip-hop beats so i was very inspired by like ninth wonder jay dilla high tech
0: yeah you
1: know kanye all these people like they inspired me Uh, just blaze and i was like yeah man i was like all right these guys are so cool you know i want to make music just like these guys so i started taking old songs and i would i learned how to chop and i started flipping them into like you know, kind of a North Carolina, like that ninth wonder style, that whole thing, that New York, New York boom bat. Um, started moving forward, kept going, years went by, progressed. I, I had a joint venture with one of my friends. He released an album, didn't do anything, nothing happened. Fast forward, fast forward. I started exploring more, di- you know, different genres. I started getting better and better and better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mind you, I quit along my journey many times because I just didn't believe in myself. I said, Oh, I'm trash. This sucks. But anyway, I got introduced to, to Indian music. So I provided uh <laughs> it was so funny, man. I never, I never made Indian music. I grew up, you know, obviously like, you know, I'm South Asian. So I grew up listening to that music all my life. Mm-hmm. Never did I ever th- think in my life I would make this. <laughs> so I met, I met two people. Um, they approached me and, you know, I actually provided a song for this independent movie that came out a long time ago, arranged to settle. I'm actually credited for that, on IMDb. Um, so did that, and that fell, that fell apart. That didn't go through. I had deals coming through from India, from Bollywood, where they were big-time big, big time director, where they were sending me, um, you know, like mock-ups of songs, and he wanted me to create, like, complete beats to that. And mm-hmm. they were gonna have uh, Bollywood singers recorded for movies. Because you know, Bollywood movies have a lot of songs.
0: Yeah, the so, whole movie. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. So that was something that I explored, which was pretty fun. Um, I remember one time I stayed up like for 10 hours. I worked till what was it, like four or five in the morning, and I had to submit it because obviously of the time difference over there. That fell through, didn't go through. I lost touch with those people, kept moving, and then I got into like making more I started experimenting so which led me moving forward to hybrid orchestral music and I started making that you know I kind of dabbled with hip-hop a little bit and then you you came along and then obviously we're gonna get into that but yeah that kind of you know pulled me back into hip-hop as well I mean I gotta I got, I got thank you for that one
0: oh those,
1: those are the roots man that's how I started
0: We'll definitely get there. When I heard in, so we worked together in the same building Mm -hmm. um, at LinkedIn and in the Empire State Building. And when I had caught wind from our mutual friend, Chad, that you make music, I remember coming to see you and just ask you like, Hey, you make music and um, you had sent me uh, a link that was i don't know if it was scenes or it was was, scenes at the time yeah which which
1: which i scrapped by the way because of quality issues but yeah
0: (laughs) got me fooled i think (laughs) tell the listeners just a little bit around scenes and the style of music that you were doing at the time
1: okay so yeah that, that wow you took it back man yeah you're right, Chad brought you down. You came down after Chad told you, and that's how you and I became friends and that was it yeah that was that was beautiful man. um scenes was my first attempt and release um in terms of like orchestral so when i when I talk about orchestral music, right like it's like scores, you could think about scores, but scores is not really like a direct, a score could be anything, right? Um, Anything that basically complements a picture. So obviously I didn't have any picture to score. So I realized, and this is funny, you're going to laugh, but, and I'm sure I've told you this already, but I would literally stare at the wall and I would imagine scenes, hence the name scenes of the album. And I would come up with certain scenarios and I would make a song around that scenario that was going on in my crazy brain yeah mind you know and i completed that album what was it like 11 do you remember how many tracks there were on the on scenes i think it was like
0: 11
1: something like that
0: right
1: i think it was 11 i think because because the the one that i have out now is seven
0: Mm.
1: yeah it was probably 11 to 12 or something like that it took me a while to complete i put in a lot of time but my knowledge of mixing and max mastering and level controls was Obviously not as, you know, deep as uh, compared to now, but I released it. I was very proud of it and I'm so proud of it, but time went by and then, you know, you, you heard it and you loved it. And thank you, by the way, you would always, uh, it
0: was great. This yeah.
1: is a side story but yeah you always like yo you, you know you know you know ways you know chime beats you know he makes music you were like advertise me all the time <laughs> your hype <laughs> like, man my hype man um yeah i did that and that was a that was a pretty good project but obviously i scrapped it like i said because of quality issues um there was certain in musical terms like uh certain frequencies weren't sitting well with each other um the highs were bad the lows were bad it just wasn't you know the untrained ear can't hear it. Right. I heard it. And that's all that mattered. So I said, screw this, scrapped it, quit making music again, by the way, which I remember. Yeah. I quit making music again. I was disheartened by the whole process. I'm like, this sucks. I'm not getting anywhere. Um, I was lacking motivation. You know, I had no ambition to, um, you know, to move forward or anything. So I just scrapped it. And, but, that never really worked out for me, man. Every time I would walk away, something would happen, which always pulls me back. So,
0: yeah. So that's a, that's a good, (laughs) that's a good segue that we never planned for and use the A word, which was ambition. Mm -hmm. And so I think what we'll do is we'll pause the story there and Mm -hmm. flip it to me if that's cool.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And then we'll come
0: back to the driving ambition uh, inspiration. But I think, As you make mention of that, so that's, you know, in parallel to that, I had moved to New York City in 2015, January, and I was in Toronto at the time, probably like end of 2014, summer of 2014, I started to realize like, Hey, you know, what is driving me? What is motivating me? And I kind of felt myself going through the motions a little bit with work and side hustles and reading, and that's not my, in my nature. I'm definitely a hustler. I'm definitely, and I mean that in the best of ways, I'm definitely someone who is super motivated and goal oriented. Mm -hmm. And the more I interacted with New York folks and people, the energy and the vibe absolutely was attractive to me. And that was more my speed and So I moved to I mean, I'm kind of fast forwarding here, but I moved to New York in 15 and I was in an overpriced apartment in Midtown West (laughs) and uh, on a rooftop with a couple of my boys, um, Thomas Martin being one garrett raffles being the other the boys (laughs) (laughs) and i was i remember being on that rooftop i had invited them i think we were there after work or something like that on a thursday night Mm -hmm. and um this is kind of where the story of ambition started which was thomas saying to me like hey do you have instagram and i'm like yeah i guess (laughs) <laughs> and it's like one of those like, things. Yeah. And he was like, well, if you live in New York, you need to have Instagram. I'm like, okay. And I, oh, I didn't even know what the hell my name was on Instagram back then. And he's like, just think of something catchy. Think, that something, think of something that resonates with you. Mm-hmm. And I think I had like, I don't know, 15 followers or something. Not that I really care about followers, but, mm-hmm. and I immediately thought of agent ambition and I get asked frequently, how did that whole thing start? So I think from that point forward, um, Adrian ambition was the identity and an identity it then became. And so what was happening was through from 15 until you know now mm-hmm. uh, the the word ambition, there was such a, a word association with it to the point where I have friends from all over the world. I got friends in Sydney, Australia, who send me street art of the word ambition and they oh, texted to me? Mr.
1: International, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide over here, bro. Oh wow,
0: Again, Mr. Three Oh Five, Mr. Six Four Seven, Four One Six. That's the origin uh, in Toronto. Uh huh. Six. Um, <laughs> six Six Six. So with that, um, so that was the whole aging ambition thing. And as I matured through the years, and we're only talking about like five years, but as I've matured. I started to realize and I started to see and gain clarity as to what I value. And Mm. then the pandemic hit and um, I just want to riff on values real quick. I started to realize how much more rewarding it was for me to actualize and gain intrinsic motivation through the wins and successes of others and Mm -hmm. helping others. It was always in me, but you know, when you're, you know, I'm 34 now. So, you know, when you're uh, in your 20s, you're still in that mode of understanding your purpose and your identity and who you are, what you like, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, with that type of realization, um, I always was kind of curious, like, how can I, how can I do this in a scalable fashion? And how can I do this so that in a way I can bring a third person into conversations like what we're having right now always. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I feed off of this type of energy. I feed off of the depth in relating to people of all walks of life from all over the world. And so now it brings us to kind of, I'm going to start where, where, how you and I connected. So I'm going to bring that back and then we'll get into the driving ambition piece. And so coming back to how I heard about you making music you and I connected and you had, you were kind of stuck. You were kind of stuck with like yeah. what you made mention earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very stuck. Yeah.
0: And I, I don't know, I guess you had asked me, right. You're like, can we have a session? You're some, something around like oh, yeah. getting that whiteboarding session. Mm-hmm. Can you um just kind of bring that back up and oh, retrace our steps there? Absolutely,
1: dude. Uh, You know, you've been and you are, you know, part of my personal journey as well. You've been, you know, obviously, besides being an amazing friend and a big brother to me, you've been a mentor and guiding me along the way. And I appreciate everything you do, everything you've done. Um, You know, just want to throw that out there. But
0: thank you, man.
1: Of course, man, I mean it. Um, Yeah, I was having an issue with the whole branding aspect of giant beats and i'm like okay so i got a name now that's cool i make music all right that's cool check 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 um i have an idea check but now how do i bring that idea to life right how do i bring this entire concept to fruition like what do i do i just didn't know so you know i spoke to you about it and at the time i wasn't because of that and many other things going on in my life, I wasn't in a good mental space, you know? Um, So I, I asked him like, listen, Adrian, you know, and you, by the way, you're, you know, you're always busy running around the office. I was always see you, but you know, you hmm. made time for me and I appreciate that. I asked him like, listen, can we sit down? You know, if you can help me out, maybe give Chai and Beats a direction, a better direction, you know, more of an identity or you know stuff like that. Like, what what can you do to help me? So you made time for me, and we we had a whiteboarding session where that was crucial, by the way, for the development of Chime Beats. Um, you, it, I just, I really like the way you set up the whole thing. You didn't just give it to me. Where, like, okay, this is what it is. You forced me to think. it's like you. I remember one of the questions you know you asked me it was like what is who like what was it it was what okay so chime beats is your brand right but who is it who's behind the brand so i said uh me so you're like okay what do you like what do you do i'm like okay i like this i like this i make music Mm
0: -hmm. what does
1: it sound like so you started throwing ideas my way and you kind of forced me to think where i had to start drawing comparisons and i would have to start connecting everything which ultimately led to me understanding that okay this is definitely a lifestyle brand which is going to offer eventually is going to offer clothing it's going to offer this It's going to offer goods and a service to the people in terms of you know music um eventually turn into a business where i'm offering music as a professional service to companies and it was all developing at the time right Uh, but and I'm still in that stage where it's, it's in I'm still developing the whole thing. And I still reach out to you for questions and concerns and all that. But at least now I have something to look forward to. Before it was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I made a beat. You put it on Instagram, hashtag Chime Beats. That's not doing anything. Right. It's, that's not going to do anything. That's not going to bring any benefit to the company or or not just me or anyone. You have an idea. You have to learn how to lay it out and throw the ideas out, you know. Uh, that's that's pretty much
0: yeah well actually speaking of so the pandemic hit mm-hmm. right oh yeah and then so speaking of i don't know let's call this march and so you had posted on instagram like a uh, an r b beat ah uh, yeah and it struck <laughs> me and i was like whoa and initially yep. <laughs> i was right off the bat i tagged 1985 Yep, uh, Paul Jeffrey, know. who um, doesn't know me very well or at all, but <laughs> he was on my high school school bus. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you that don't know, 1985, go check him out on, uh, on IG, um, Grammy nominated producer. Actually he might've won some awards. if I'm butchering that, he, did. I, he probably yeah, did. Right. Did. So one half of division, um, he's one yeah. half of division also from um, Pickering, Ontario, Canada. So Uh, I had tagged him. And I was so just for everyone to know, like Saturday mornings was my target run. So I used to do groceries, listen to podcasts and stuff. And so I tagged him. And then you call me and I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, bro, what happened? And you're like, dude, what did you do? And I'm like, (laughs) what? And then you're like, yo, he responded. And 1985 listen to your track and i think he said something along the lines of like sounds good keep up the good work or yeah, something like keep, keep working up the good work yeah, yeah. It's like,
1: keep 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 it moving yeah keep you know um yeah i think that's what it was keep up the good work that's exactly yeah. what he said yeah and i you know i, I kind of had like the whole uh, starstruck moment. I was like, Oh, Adrian, I caught I caught you.
0: Video. <laughs> You're like, what do I do? How do I respond? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's significant because speaking of these target runs, that's where and how driving ambition came to life. I had done a podcast right off the bat, um, uh, with, uh, with David. And so I had enjoyed, I had enjoyed, the episode, having been on a podcast, I had been on a couple podcasts before as a guest, and this particular Saturday in May, I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast. He had Michael Lewis on, and so Michael Lewis wrote "Blindside," the movie, the book, "The Big Short." I'm I'm missing something else, mm-hmm. and it was really captivating because Michael Lewis's story, he was big in finance and quit his job to do writing, (laughs) (laughs) which paid much less. And the short story is basically he defined what ambition meant to him. And he, in that podcast said that ambition was his desire and feeling to maximize his own self-satisfaction. And so anyways, for those listening, if you want to listen in on the podcast, I mean Tim Ferris doesn't need our clout, but, <laughs> but uh check that episode out. So I had listened to that, got back from the grocery run again early Saturday morning, and the next thing I heard was a uh, a song where the word ambition came up. And so I texted you right off the bat, <laughs> dropped my groceries and I said, "A can you get this get this word out the song?
1: I was in bed. I remember.
0: So That's how really the run was. Uh huh. And then you're like, I'm just waking up, but I got you. And then <laughs> you, you. I think later that day, again, pandemic, right? So there's not really much to do. So mm-hmm. you, uh, you hit me back, and you're like, hey, for me to get that word out the song. I have to do this and that. And you started to get real technical on me. And I looked at you virtually, um, or Im- <laughs> like in my mind, I looked at you uh-huh. and I was like, what, yo, what are you saying? And then you're like, what are you saying? By the way, this is all over text, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. and then you're like, what are you saying? And I'm like, "Yo, are you making a track and you're like, I can make a track. I have writer's block right now.
1: I'm like, is that what I'm doing? I don't know. You it, tell me. What yes. do you want? Dude, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, those texts were epic. man. Oh my God. I wish we should, I wish we should have screenshot of those. I probably have oh them. If you no, still we're, have them, we're going to roll. We're gonna we should roll, frame that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because that was epic, man. I remember that. Yeah. It, Unbelievable. Was, it was such a beautiful moment, man.
0: Oh, so you started to, <laughs> you again started to use all your talent and put it behind the song and you would send me clips Uh, like just through your iPhone of like videos of you. Yeah. It was just
1: me on the drum pad. I was like messing around. I was playing a drum beat over it and yeah, it's, Oh my God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the moment. And then I took those clips and I walked through the Liberty state park Mm -hmm. um, and was staring at the New York skyline and the Statue of Liberty. And I'm like, what the heck do I do with this song? And I started walking, pacing, sweating, And then it occurred to me and bringing us back to the conversation earlier on how much I enjoy and find these conversations rewarding, learning about people's motivations, driving people's motivations, uh, ideally inspiring conversations and and people and being inspired by them. And I was like, well, how do I bring a third person into this? Imagine if we provided a platform where other people can learn on their own time and then I texted you and I said, "Awas I have an idea let me run let me run back to my home let me jot some stuff down and I hit you up and I said, "Hey, this is the theme song for what will be a podcast and yep. and then there it was so that was May and in four weeks we released episode one with Stefan mm-hmm. uh, we released the ego episode and the whole goal back then was let's just get it out. Let's just get it out because right now we have energy, we have creativity, we're onto something, let's just get it out. And what was interesting through that experience was obviously our ability to execute and build right off the bat and have commitment and partnership through the process. We, it was so raw you know, I think back to those episodes, they're still, I mean, people still hit us up about those episodes, but yeah, we got those out and then it started to just kind of catch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, through the naming convention, like actually the content was first, the brand was second or third. Um, because we were so focused in on the actual quality of the product the content
1: not to mention not not sorry to cut you off no, but I just fine. want to throw this in there yeah. Not to mention we did not know what the hell we were doing and, and, and uh, in terms of as much editing obviously you know experience I have in terms of making music I have midi editing you know obviously expertise that's what I do right uh, we're, we're talking about editing episodes and we were we were trying to figure out you know you were like hey man listen are you with me on this i'm like yo bro i'm writing I'm with you what do you want to do you know let's do yeah, it
0: yeah. and then at
1: the same time i was scratching my head i'm like okay how the hell am i gonna do this how do you even edit an episode but <laughs> it was such a you know beautiful learning process and we're still learning absolutely as we go but the the focus was quality content and obviously the post-production quality and we are obsessive over stuff like that um yeah but yeah i just want to throw that out there that in the beginning we were we were a little nervous we did not know you sent me the files and then i sat there and i'm like okay i just loaded up a 45 minute clip i've never worked with audio this long before yeah yeah you know and cutting through pieces and this that putting them together i don't know what's right i don't know what's wrong the point is the end result oh it comes out good it's satisfactory we can put it out into the world and we can sit back yeah what we don't know if we're what we're doing if if the whole you know the 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 methods are correct or that's it i mean yeah I i don't see any any point in even worrying about that though
0: I had, you know, I had some (laughs) negative self-talk too. There was a moment where I was like, Hey, like, should we just shelve it? And are we embarrassing ourselves? And I think there's something to be said about being unapologetic about your creation and just seeing, seeing how it feels and what it does for you and not necessarily for the validation of other people. But that was that. So you having learned, you know, how to master longer audio files with vocals yeah me uh that weekend that you made the beat like getting into such a flow around the strategy the documentation the mind mapping of it and i was that flow that feeling you know if i won the lottery i would always want that feeling back oh, in terms of that flow so a beautiful um feeling, man. you know and and that's where the inspiration uh for driving ambition came of course the branding and the name came shortly thereafter but at its core it's exactly what you articulated earlier, Oase, which was to get people to stop and think and rethink what success means to them and you know really earmark where they are on the journey because there's so much content that's out right now of people who are wildly successful, multi-billionaires. Yeah. And it's great and we love it. You know, Michelle Obama's coming out with her own podcast. I'm going to listen to that. Mm -hmm. But this is like more of a grassroots movement, one where we can really bring a diverse perspective and give people the opportunity to internalize what traditionally are conversations that aren't had in the open. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, that's where we are.
1: Well, we Before realize we also, yeah. And, you know, we did realize we had a conversation about this. We're stepping into a very saturated market,
0: mm. um,
1: you know, especially with the pandemic. Everyone, you know, pretty much how many people do we know personally are making podcasts? Right. So, you know, and just to kind of touch upon, you know, touch on that moment that you were you mentioned in negative self-talk. I I remember we we also had a conversation about that over the phone. and. We just motivated each other, man. And I try to motivate you as much as I could. And you did the same for me. Yeah. Now we're like, you know what? You know, like, excuse my language, but fuck it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we said. That,
1: that's literally what we said. You know, yeah. word for word, fuck it. Let's just get it out. Who cares? This is what we want to do. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. That's it. If whoever wants to listen to it, can listen to it. Whoever doesn't want to listen to it. Thank you. Also, thank Absolutely. you for making our job easier. Yes. So yeah. because we're not going to stop creating. Correct. This is what
0: we do. This is Correct. what we love to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, shout out to my homegirl, Kayla, Balanced by Kayla, who also helped me with that negative self-talk. And she was like, Adrian, that's like saying if you don't want to come out with this podcast, that's like saying people need to stop writing books mm. around the same topic. And I was like, Shit. That's a good one. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so yeah, thank you to not just Kayla, um, and of course our, our partnership always, but everyone within the inner circle who I know love and trust and we know love and trust. Mm -hmm. And so here we are, we're wrapping up season one. I think we've learned a ton. Um, I'm going to, I think there's a couple of things that I learned through the process. I think one is our ability and gift of listening is absolutely rewarding, empowering And it is inspirational. Uh, That's not just my experience, but also that of other people. And then the second thing that I learned was the ability to, and the enjoyment, the gift that we have to create and bring out our inner child. You know, you talked about that feeling that you had in high school, beatboxing and Mm -hmm. pen on desks and, and stuff like that. Like that's what we get to do with this. You know, we don't profit from this. Oh yeah. We, we always check ourselves. We, we say, remember I always, I always say like, Hey, the moment we're not having fun and the moment we're not inspiring people, it's a wrap. That's it. That's it. That's that's exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We are staying true to that.
0: We are staying true to this. So, uh, you know, I think, I think that, um, as passionate as we are with it, we're also dispassionate. We have the ability to disconnect and we, you know, we, we've taken a break. Yes. From this, but what are a couple of things that you learned through the process? Um, one thing I would say I learned
1: from you know, and it's it's kind of cool. I I always have the the front you know the first row seat when I'm yeah. doing that. I get to hear it first. Um, and all the you know the professionals that you had we you know we've had on the show so far, I learned that they everyone has a success and a failure story mm. you know we we tend to see the end result and these are you know people that you know of upper tier levels professionals you know in the industry different industries and you know they've made their marks and um established individuals and hearing their stories it kind of you know brings you back to to life like in a sense that wow, these people fail too. These people failed. Like they struggled. They, not everyone has like that story where, oh yeah, that's it. They just walked in, they got a job and now that's it. That's the the end result. No, there was an entire journey behind that. And I feel like sometimes, you know, I, I don't know if I'm the only one. I don't know if other people do this, but we tend to forget that every person has a story. Yeah. Whether it's a good one, whether it's a sad story, Everyone has a story. Everyone has struggled in one way or another. Everyone has seen failure. You know, knocking on their door. And it's just it's kind of it's kind of humbling, you know? Mm. It's a very humbling experience and it gives you hope. It's like, you know, it's like they saying, like I say it to myself, like, yo, I'm I'm next. Mm. I'm next up, you know? Right. Like, this is my, I'm going to be talking about this one day, you know, as, as, as you and I, we progress and we we do more, we accomplish more goals in in life and um, we're going to look back and who knows, maybe we'll get invited to a very upward, you know, (laughs) heavy, heavy podcast. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's, that's one of the things that I learned and I just, I find it very exciting to to hear other people's perspectives.
0: That's great. And, you know, we don't check the numbers uh, religiously, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, the the platform that we have uh, leaves something to be desired in terms of checking (laughs) numbers. So that was never our goal. Yeah. That being said, the feedback that we've gotten from uh, those that have listened has been really thought provoking, the way in which people internalize the episodes really deep and what's interesting to me is that with every episode that we've released thus far people latch on to different points and Mm -hmm. that that we don't latch on to or we don't connect with necessarily we might connect with some other aspects yeah and you know it's just been really overwhelming in in the most positive of ways in terms of how it's created and had an impact on those that have listened thus far and it's certainly Um, picked up a ton of momentum. So speaking of momentum, let's tease season two, my friend. And so we're, we've been, (laughs) (laughs) so while this is a summary and an Mm -mm. origins episode, we are so excited to launch and release season two, the date we will provide here soon after a few meetings. But (laughs) <laughs> I think, you know, the the overall intention that we had with season 1 was to actually have more speaking of diverse. We actually wanted to have more female representation in terms yes. of our guest lineup. And, you know, that necess- that wasn't necessarily the case for season 1, but what it did was it created an opportunity for us to recreate ourselves for season two and we're actually already four episodes deep in terms of recording season two. So what the heck is season two about? So season two features an all female lineup of guests Mm -hmm. and there are some nuances. There's some differences. We've upped the ante in terms of many things, especially the theme song, which we'll get into here shortly. But I think, you know, one of the learnings that we've already had with season two, season one, we cut episodes short. Um, We made sure that they were about like 30, 35 minutes ish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know,
0: they're, they're punchy. mm -hmm. And with season two, what we've done through experience (laughs) is we've I think you said let just it rock. Right? Let it rock, man. Let it rock. Just, just so, let it rock, yeah. You know, it's fine.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to
0: spoil any names for season two because certainly we're going to release it the right way and do uh, our guests justice. But it is exhilarating. If you like season one, you're absolutely going to love season two. We think that the impact, the timeliness, the conversation, the authenticity with those conversations – I think of just listening and hearing the thought process of the guests that we have, unbelievable. The types of people that we have, unbelievable. So really excited for that. But why don't we talk about the theme song because that's what we're going to lead off with. And we're actually going to sample this for our listeners here. So if you've listened and you're this far into this episode, you get a nice (laughs) treat. In that you get to consume, you get to internalize the season two theme song. and so ways, tell the listeners a little bit about the season two theme song.
1: We're uh, we're giving them a, a snippet. That's what we're gonna do.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Do all right. All right. <laughs> oh man, exciting. um Okay, so with the whole what you spoke about, obviously like rebranding and you know repositioning ourselves and trying to because season one really helped to kind of define moving further what we want to do. So the goal is obviously, look, I don't wanna spoil anything, but we're just gonna talk about season two for now. But moving mm. forward, the, the idea that you and I have is to create a brand new image every single time, right? Um, but for season two, we th- we were not supposed to make a new track. A lot of things weren't supposed to happen, right? Um, and obviously look, our, our phone calls our epic gem sessions, as I call them, Mm -hmm. you know, going back and forth, you calling me randomly throwing ideas my way. What was the conversation again, Adrian? It was like, what did I, I think I said something to you. I was,
0: I was in quarantine. I was in quarantine in Toronto Uh I think. and you're like, Hey, I think we need to come up with a new, I think we need to update the song for season two. And I'm like, dude, I've been thinking about that. Let's (laughs) do it. Yeah, man. And then you're like, okay, I'll get to work. And then I was like, hold on, hold on. Trumpets. We need trumpets. You
1: sent me a, um, a clip of Trophies by Drake. You know, the the famous, if you know the song, it's like, oh, my God, what an epic song. Um, and I heard the original song that it was sampled from. And then, uh, so I'm like, okay, okay, Adrian, I, I see, I see what you're, I see what you're trying to do over here. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not gonna sample anything, except one thing that we're gonna touch upon right now that I sampled. I, you know, got to work. I started messing around with different sounds, and just something hit me. I said, you know, I was we were bouncing ideas back and forth. I said, how about I take some some obviously kind of make it reminiscent of the first season song the first the first song yes. so i took some uh, some clips or some elements of the first season and i kind of put it in there right in the background and then the beats just completely new so i played out i played out everything by hand obviously i have you know my my midi keyboard and all that stuff started messing around i did struggle i did struggle and i i'm sure you remember that conversation i was like Shit, I can't, can't think of anything. I'm like, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, that's not, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We got to release season two. I got to come up with a new song. That's it. This is happening. Um, finally, you know, went out for a couple walks, <laughs> came back and had the track. And I think we're going to play it for you guys, obviously. But a big thing on the track was I wanted to kind of stick a speech or, or something along the lines of a speech into the song. So I started, um, YouTube, I went on YouTube and I started, uh, searching, you know, famous female speeches.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, there were many, um, but unfortunately still not enough. And that's why we need, we need more females to come out. We, we need, we need to hear the female voice. It is so important. It is so crucial because if you put in male speeches, oh my God, you get so many, Everybody. you get bombarded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, every, I feel like every guy has a speech. So <laughs> oh,
0: geez, that's the problem. So, that's yeah, the problem. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So I had a hard time finding a, a female speech. So, you know, I kept looking and I came across this uh, speech about science and innovation um, from Amelia Earhart and i kind of started messing around with it anyway i chopped it kind of stuck it in there sent it to you you lost your mind and yeah that that's that's what happened and we basically reinvented recreated the whole the whole image and what came to be what came out to be i can say a pretty epic beat i don't like to give myself too much credit oh it's because,
0: epic it's well, epic
1: thank you but you know how i am you you've i know for you're a humble. while i'm big, humble. besides that i'm a. Dude, I'm such a tough critic on myself. I, I just, you know, everything is. And I could be better. It could be better, but that's the life of a creator, right? Yeah. It's never good enough. But yeah, man, um, that happened because of you, and you know, you gave me that opportunity and to to create, to bring something to the table. And I'm mm. so I'm so grateful that I'm able to do that. I'm able to do that for driving ambition.
0: So as before we tee up this song for starters shout out to our mothers
1: oh right shout out to our that's we sure. will just leave
0: it at that but oh yeah our moms we love you thank you so you inspired season two real quick a how can people get in touch with you how can they find you
1: you can uh reach out to me on my ig uh chai and beats uh, so it's, I'm sure it's just Chayan and Beats. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, what do you call? You can email me. Uh, actually, you you kind of you hooked me up with the email handle for drivingambition.life too. So I'm gonna throw that out there. Yeah, I got always at drivingambition.life. and I also have Chayan Beats at Gmail.com. Um, so if anybody wants to reach out to me, has you know questions or concerns or whatever whatever it may be, more than happy to you know to speak and to speak to people but yeah ig you know that's that's where i usually keep people updated on beautiful
0: and shout out to andre brathwaite stanford for hooking up the website and inspiring the new domain change so on instagram to get in touch with us Mm drivingambition.life. the website drivingambition.life, and a waste tee up this song here let's go when the history of our times is written, it must record as supremely significant the physical, psychic, and social changes women have
1: undergone. Emphasis.